0: Welcome to Cracking the Growth Code podcast. I'm, I'm your host, Matt Zembruski. Pleased to have as my guest today, Alyssa Follette, who is a Scrum Master and Development Supervisor at Meditech. Alyssa, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Matt.
0: Hopefully, I pronounced your last name properly, too.
1: You did. Yes, you got it. <laughs> thank
0: did you. It. Awesome. Awesome. Names are important. Well, Alyssa, you you have a lot of Amazing experience. Uh, you and I have had a chance to um, uh, to go through an interview um, back a while ago, so I know you a little bit better than our audience. But I want to I want to lean on your experience and and talk about a concept that's a pretty simple term. But I want to get from your thought um, from your thought and experience uh, what you think about it. The term is growth. So as a as a leader and agile professional with your experience, how would you describe the concept of sustainable growth? as it relates to companies like what, what comes to mind when you think about growth for teams and for organizations and for people and when you get sustainable growth like what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah so i think there's a few things that come to mind um, the first one is really just growing um, and this can you know be at the organizational level all the way down to the individual level um, you know, for a company growing, um, you know, maybe in terms of revenue or, you know, putting yourself out there in the market, um, but without compromising your values, like your core values. Um, So I think really being able to move forward uh, without compromising that, and that can kind of trickle all the way down to the teams, um, you know, where, of course, we really focus on continuous improvement and process improvement. And, um, you know, the goal of the team is to grow, right? You want to be implementing changes to make the team grow in terms of productivity, quality. Um, You know, we want to be putting out better quality products, um, putting more out there quicker and growing as a team. But you don't want to compromise your fundamental, I guess, um, values as an agile team. So you want to be, you know, the team team uh, autonomy um, and communication um, and all those things that kind of like hold the team together
0: that, that's that's a really great answer and if you think about the team with with your experience in working with with agile teams and growing them and and started so I want to paint like a, I'm a visual person so let's let's paint a visual uh, picture of of what you see as with your like your your team or teams today you know six to twelve months from now, um, when you're very successful in uh, in helping your teams get to the next level and facilitating your team's growth to the next level, what does that look like to you? Like, What are some of the things that you might be looking at or thinking about when you paint a picture of what success looks like for your team uh, a little bit down the road, maybe six to 12 months? Are so you looking at things like velocity? Or are you looking at like, like happiness? Are you looking at measuring value in some other way? Or I guess what are the things that uh, that that matter to you when you when you think of that growth?
1: Um, yeah, I think it's all of the above. Um, I think of you know my situation, my my specific company. So it kind of goes with the company and the team as well. And I think it's really um, investing in the people and the people kind of growing. Um, <clears throat> so I think in the next six to twelve months, um, I could see even ideally. Just even reinforcing the, you know, agile values and principles, um, things in that nature. Um, you know, for my company, we adopted agile. I think it was about eight years ago now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and they had some people go out into the field and learn about agile and bring it back, um, and that was great. Um, but we haven't had like a really great reinforcement since then. And some of these people have, you know, have come in since uh, we transition to agile and they never got that full training. Um, and there's some agile processes I think that have kind of got pushed to the wayside um, that maybe we need to just be reinforced again and just reminded about, you know, the value in all these. And I think that could be like a company wide um, effort educationally um, and things of that nature. Um, and that would really trickle down back to the teams and everyone's kind of collaborating and talking about it and understanding the value and really pushing themselves forward.
0: Almost like an agile refresher at some point, because eight years is a yeah. long time. And I long. think
1: that needs to be uh, continuous, too. You know, it's not like every 10 years we'll do an agile refresher. You know, okay. it needs to be continuous, I think, education and reinforcement of it. Because the Scrum Masters, you know, we're supposed to educate the teams. Um, but I think getting everyone on the same level and having the same understanding um, and reinforcing that over and over again, I think is would make a huge difference.
0: I see that with other companies, too. So it makes a lot of sense that you would you would be noticing that uh, the longer the agile transformation has been going on, it seems to be a lot of new players, people come and go. So there it tends to drift from the initial vision. Of where where it started, right, and and the drift could be good or bad depending on what's going on, right?
1: Yeah, and if the people you know are not invested in it, then it you know we're not going to be able to grow and and make the changes. You need the all the people, the people on the teams, and the people working at the company really invested in this.
0: That makes a lot of sense. You mentioned something at the beginning of that as well about the the growing of the people, which I'm very passionate about. Also, yeah. how do you as a Scrum Master and, and leader there? Uh, at At your company, understand where somebody is at, what they're looking to do for growth, like what matters to them as an individual? because you're talking about growing a team, which is a, a group of people, but also you mentioned like growing the individuals. like six to twelve months from now, that probably looks a little different for each of the individuals on your on your team. how do you How do you understand where somebody is at? Because you're not their manager, but you care about their growth um, future and where where they want to go how do you think about that and how do you help nurture their growth over time
1: uh yeah that's a good question um i mean i am you know in management as well i am a supervisor so i do have individuals that um you know we set goals okay. and we have them um you know reinforcing the goals and talking about those regularly and making sure we're taking steps to uh push those goals forward but i think um, you know, bringing the, that back to the team. So if there's some initiative or something that someone uh, wants to work on, some innovative possibly idea or project, you know, making sure that the team carves out time for innovation. Um, you know, I've heard of people doing like innovation sprints even. And I think, you know, that can really help people instead of just kind of having their head down, focused on their project. Um, you know, being able to grow as people, you have to do things outside of your everyday workload and you need people to support that and carve out the time for that.
0: I like that a lot because you're understanding. And, uh, yeah, when I said that you weren't the manager, I was thinking about your scrum master role. I know you're you're also a supervisor. I don't (laughs) know if that's, if you supervise everybody on the, on the team or if it's just some of the people, but, um, just
1: one of the one of the members, yeah, and that's just coincidence. Um, you don't yeah. typically are you're not typically the supervisor of your scrum team, but
0: right, but I like how you brought that back to understanding what the individual wants to do, like if they want to work on a particular uh, uh, project or a little innovation project or something like that, and then you so you go to the individual, you have a conversation, but then you bring it back to the team and say, "Hey, here's an idea that was that was voiced by someone on the team, and you know, what do you think about doing this? Maybe we have a little innovation sprint, or we work on this this uh, experiment, right? We we experiment with something for a little bit of time. I know some other people, um, uh, from my experience and and uh, and talking with other people, they talk a lot about hackathons. Let's do a hackathon for a sprint, which is sort of an innovation sprint. Like we're gonna do it for a week, two weeks, whatever. Uh, but similar concept, and I th- I think that's um really cool because there's a lot of uh. There's a lot of innovation that tends to come out of those conversations and those um, innovation sprints or hackathons and things like that, that oftentimes are overlooked. If you're just like nose to the grindstone, just do this sprint goal, this sprint goal, this sprint goal, right? And you're not really thinking about innovation, maybe, depending on how you're setting it up. So that's yeah, really, yeah. I like the way you describe that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's um. So let's talk about, um, you know, as Scrum masters and and Agile professionals, we talk a lot about uh, impediments from time to time. So as a, as whether it's as a team or your individuals that you're on your team, or whether it's as an organization across your teams, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges to uh, to growth for uh, for for your firm, or maybe for industry trends out there right now? What are some challenges uh, that are sort of slowing down your ability to grow quickly right now?
1: Yeah, I think there's there's always different things out there. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges at my organization is um, they promote from within, which I think is great, but it kind of keeps your organization in a little bubble where people are bouncing ideas off of each other, but not going out there in the field. Um, and I think that's kind of restricted us a little bit because there's so many talented people out there with amazing experiences who have... Um, You know, maybe worked at tons of different companies and seen what works, what doesn't work. Um, And then, even, you know, in the agile world, it could be an agile coach or someone, um, you know, who can maybe see the specific issues that we have at Meditatech with implementing certain agile processes. and maybe coaching us through that and say, you know, I have this great idea, whereas we're just kind of in our little bubble trying to figure mm-hmm. it out for what works with our organization. But there might be some other people out there who might um, have encountered something similar um, or have some different ideas for that.
0: That's that's a great example. I've seen that a lot in in my travels as well, Alyssa, with with the. I've seen when people are hired from outside the large organizations and they come in, say, as a product owner, as a scrum master, and they have a lot of external experience before they come into that bubble of a company that's been around for a while, Mm -hmm. they tend to bring a lot of innovation, a lot of good ideas, and a lot of perspective, uh, whereas the people who have maybe been at the company for 10 or 20 or more years, and uh, now they're a scrum master, and now they're a product owner, now they're a senior leader, um, a lot of times they're operating all from the context of that bubble so they don't necessarily see some of the growth opportunities that could be there otherwise right
1: yeah and i think a lot of uh folks you know especially who have been there for a long time are it's not that they don't want to grow and they're not open to different ideas but i think they're just so used to the way things have been done and that's just kind of the status quo you know this is how we've always done it and it works um and, you know, people are, of course, always scared of change and taking a risk because <laughs> it's like, what if everything blows up? But, you know, I think taking more risks is, you know, can be worth it. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to try. You can always go back to the way you were doing things before if it if it doesn't work out.
0: Yeah, so true. So true. And you mentioned you mentioned status quo and and, uh, you know, the the courage to challenge that status quo, which is really necessary to to make good change happen and good growth happen. You know, other—I mean—as a Scrum Master and Agile professional and, and leader, there, I know you're one of the people who thinks about challenging the status quo. Where, what do you find? Uh, what are there other, um, are there other, other uh, Scrum Masters, other, other leaders, there, other managers who support that, or do you see like, I guess, where do you get more? Where do you see most of your partnership when it comes to hey, we got to challenge this aspect of the system here because we want to really make this a little bit better so our people can be happier or grow faster or whatever. um, Where do you tend to get your uh, most support uh, from within the current uh, organization? Is that just part of the culture where they're open to challenging the status quo? Or is it more of um, you partner with other scrum masters, other senior leaders, other people? I guess, where do do you get support for for that?
1: Yeah, for for me as a scrum master, I get a lot of my support from, um, we kind of have an agile community at Meditech. So there's, You know, a lot of scrum masters, maybe product owners, or just people who are passionate about agile and scrum um, and really want to see it be successful. Um, And we have, you know, some people who are even agile coaches um, at the company. So we have quite a few of us and we have kind of what we call a workplace community. Um, So we meet even monthly and just kind of brainstorm ideas, talk about changes we'd like to see. um, and, you know, there are some the agile coaches who will go maybe back to the leadership and kind of bring up the ideas that um, we've all kind of together as a community um, supported and said, you know, we should move forward with this. So, um, yeah, th- that's really kind of my go to people. You know, there's even a Google group where you can throw a quick question out there. I'm struggling with this with my team and, um, you know, people give you all different ideas um, of how to possibly uh, get through that.
0: That's fantastic. That's a great way to collaborate. I found that the more the the more effective companies are at collaborating with other agile professionals amongst them, uh the faster they're able to sort of grow right The more you feel supported and the more you can really i don't know uh feel like it's like you you have more freedom in your ability to uh make positive changes happen because you have other people in the organization who are doing it, yeah. I'm curious, do you call that like a guild or a community of practice or what what's that what's that group called your or just your agile community? yeah, person?
1: we just we have workplace communities um you know there's different ones that are for uh, diversity and inclusion um um uh, but then there's some different kind of fun groups out there like, uh, the board game group. (laughs) Um, and then this one's just considered the, um, it's called the agile discussion group. So it's just a community of people um, who get together monthly and chat and, you know, and then, you know, you can go to as well. Um, so yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. You mentioned board games and and things like that (laughs) that are fun. Um, I'm curious how, how, um, what are some of your ideas and thoughts around how important fun is with a team with a team's ability to um for the individuals just to be happier enjoy their job more, and how do you incorporate that into uh into what into what you do uh you know as a scrum master and as a leader there how do you bring elements of fun in or more uh less i guess less work uh, thinking <laughs> into into the vibe
1: yeah I mean obviously you know we gotta focus on the work and um you know the being the professionals that we are um but I think you know at the beginning of every you know daily scrum call or you know whatever meeting we have um you know just letting some natural conversation talk and sometimes we have a good laugh about you know maybe something that happened over the weekend. Um so I think building kind of that relationship with people and it can kind of make it a little more personable and fun. Um, but then we also whenever we do our sprint planning um, we come up with a name for the sprint. And that's always, I think, gets people excited about some fun, funky name because you really can go kind of wild with uh, the sprint names. Um, So I think that's kind of another way that we incorporate a little bit of fun (laughs) every couple of weeks.
0: That's really cool. I've seen people I've seen uh, scrum teams naming releases, but I haven't seen them naming sprints in a creative, fun way before. So I love I love that idea.
1: Yeah. Yep. We always name our sprints. We actually go alphabetically because the way that our system works, it displays them alphabetically. So we started with A and I think we're on um, O or P now. So.
0: And then you just repeat every, every 26 letters. You go right back to it again. For this
1: team, we haven't gotten a Z yet, but I guess we'll, we'll see what the team decides. <laughs> if we want to go back to A or <laughs> do something else.
0: So you're on two-week sprints?
1: Yes. Yep.
0: So it t- takes you about a year to get through the whole alphabet, then. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> that
1: yeah, takes
0: a while. Cool. <laughs> well, I want to. I want to ask you uh, shift gears a little bit. But when you think about, like, uh, we talk about people and about execution and so forth, the two things that I think about all the time uh, when it relates to companies growing and teams growing are the concept of faster teams, which is like executing and delivering value faster to your customers and stakeholders faster teams, and then happier people. Like, How can we help get the people uh, on the team happier to really jump out of bed in the morning like, oh, I can't wait to go have some fun on my team today, do my work, that type of thing. So, Of those two elements, and again, there's no one right answer, but for where you're at with your situation today, over the next six to 12 months, do you think the opportunities for growth are more in the faster teams, like on the execution side, or more on the happier people, like on the culture side?
1: I think it's definitely the latter, more on the the culture and um, the people side. I I mean, I think that's really the root of everything. You know, if if people their morale is down and you know they're just not invested and they're not excited, you know, to work on what they're working on um, and excited for the company's vision and goals, um, you know, it you really can't grow or get anywhere. Um, So, I think that's the most important piece.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's a really uh, I'm I'm curious. Do you have um, from uh, from from, and as as a as a manager and leader there, you're probably aware of this. But do you have um, are there many team oriented performance incentives for the individuals or is it more individual based? Like when it comes to people's reviews and their performance, is it is it all individual goals or do you have some team goals worked into the equation? Uh, We have
1: that's actually a good question. and it kind of sparks an idea in my head because we haven't actually had goals uh, for the team. We really just have, you know, as a manager, we have individual goals and what they want to work on. Um, and we, you know, kind of revamp that and come up with new goals yearly. Um, but, yeah, that would be interesting to talk about uh, goals for the teams as well. What are their goals? What do they want to achieve?
0: Cool. That's that's great. I've seen some companies do it. Do it. Uh do it well. It's still an innovation from an HR perspective. I, I Both my parents were HR their whole career, so I have a lot of respect for the, for the field. Uh, with that said, I think the field is, 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 uh, is, is behind the times as far as HR tends to be one of the last uh, parts of the organization to really modernize and really come up into like new technology and new operations and so forth. And um I from an agile perspective, Agile's been around for a while. And Agile's all about team, right? And it's 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 taken a while for team-oriented uh performance incentives to really get worked in. Most companies don't do it, just like yourself. Yeah. Um, there. Um, but it's a good opportunity. It's good to consider. I've been involved with it with a couple companies. It's not, it's not something you just figure out overnight and you just drop it in. It's more of like a conversation and you got to work on it. And and it really depends on uh leadership and a lot of other aspects of it, um, but that's good. So I want to ask you. Uh, I have a couple more uh, questions as we sort of wind down and uh, and wrap up. First of all, from a um, from a practical perspective, thinking about our audience of leaders, uh, current leaders and future leaders across companies, um, and you know across the nation, even even across the world, um, what are what are some um, takeaways that or some tips, practical tips that uh you it doesn't not necessarily just for your company but for the industry in general. Uh, what are some tips that you have for leaders today in agile organizations and um some things they should be thinking about like if we just narrowed it down like say your your top three pieces of advice for other leaders out there in the industry and what they uh what they could think about in order to help grow their organizations more effectively.
1: Yeah so I think um for organizations, I think they really need to, you know, look at what the market's doing. Um, you know, right now, like gen AI is huge, um, you know, and how is that going to affect us and how can we get ahead of that? Um, you know, making sure that we're keeping on top of the trends. Um, so I think that's extremely important because you don't want to get behind the curb on that. Um, and I also think, um, just investing in your people as well like you know like we've talked about this whole time you know really just in letting them know how important they are and how important their role is you know in the company and getting them invested and being transparent i think transparency you know it's an agile um important value but it's something you know that really is important overall you know what is the, the company's focus what are we working towards um you know why we're doing this giving people the why of what we're doing um and then also um you know as we discussed again before you know Get some outside feedback. I think, you know, c- collaborate with other people who are out there in the field, um, not just within your own company. You know, even if it's just a conversation, just bouncing ideas off of each other, um, you know, networking on LinkedIn and just finding some other people out there and looking at some interesting, interesting posts that go on. Um, or it could even be, you know, bringing a consultant into your company um, to help improve and bring about some change. Um, you know, it, it can go to any variety of level there, but yeah, I think those are some of the three most important things. I think that I would give as a piece of advice.
0: Those those are great tips. Look at the trends like AI and some things that are really moving and shaking out there. Look at the people and the transparency, and you know, and then and then getting some outside uh, perspective. That's really uh, those are uh, real important. I've seen those as being very helpful. So thank you for those tips. I have I have a fast five silly questions uh for you or silly choices, I guess. Uh that okay. um, <laughs> I purposely didn't give you in advance. So these are these are sort of on the spot. There's no one right answer. It's almost like, do you like blue or red? But it relates to Agile. So it's okay. It, it may may require a couple more neurons than than the color choices. But um so what do you think is more important? And there's only, there's only five of these, but what do you think? And there's no one right answer. What do you think is more important right now? For And it could be for your company or it could be for the industry. doesn't matter. Um, what do you think is more important, attracting new talent or retaining existing talent?
1: Retaining existing talent, definitely.
0: Awesome. All right. Hybrid work or remote work?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with hybrid work.
0: Okay. Grow now or grow later?
1: Oh, grow now. Why wait?
0: (laughs) All right. All right. I like it. More focus or more fun?
1: Mm. I'm going to say more focus. You got to have a little bit of fun, but more focus.
0: Cool. Clarify vision or optimize execution?
1: I think clarifying the vision is more important.
0: Fantastic. Wow. You made that look easy
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go with the instincts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Alyssa for your for your time, for your energy, all your thoughts and advice here. I uh, really appreciate you being uh, being a guest and, and sharing your thoughts with the world. So thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me Matt.